did you guys think about this revisitation of Deadpool 2? It was hilarious, dude. The prison scene when Josh Brolin's like, who are you? He's like, I'm Batman. That was <laughs> that tickled me so much again watching that movie. So out of left field and so hilarious. Like everything about the humor and the little jokes that are in this film. Brilliant, man. It, it absolutely is. Why are you so dark? Are you from DC? It's like it's, it just makes so much sense at the time because that was during Superman versus Batman, or roughly in that area. Yep, yeah. a couple years after. Yeah, so, so pretty much right there in it. And well, that DC's dark in general. Yeah, it's supposed to be Batman. Yeah, yeah. I love Batman. But the action sequences were really, really good. Like way oh, better than I remember. Hundred percent. Like uh, I think just the clever, of course, just. The wittiness is always going to be anything that's witty. I'm all for and it's, it's Ryan Reynolds. So he's the master of witty with Colossus and juggernaut fight. He's like, get ready for big CGI fight. And it's, but it still looks good. Colossus's CGI was a big improvement in my opinion, from the first film to this film. I, Cause I actually watched it recently and that's something I never noticed until I, you know, watched the first one recently, like I said, and then watched this one today. But it's a, it's a pretty big improvement from the first Deadpool film, the Colossus CGI. Well, they also had more money. Yeah. Yeah, that was another remarkable thing about that first movie. It was only a $58 million budget. And it still, like, blew it out of the water. Yeah, on an R-rated film. And he lays it out in this movie, too. He's like, it's the passion of the Christ, and then it's us. <laughs> With this one, they had a lot more fun. It felt like... Yeah. They had a lot more fun. The The it's writing real. was just so on point. You know, you got Josh Brolin. Initially, when I found out Josh Brolin was going to be Cable, I was kind of like, eh, because, you know, I watched X-Men, you know, X-Men animated series with Cable, and he was just as bad as Mother Sucker, you know? When I found out it was Josh, I was like, man, I don't, I don't think he's, you know, he, he just seems kind of short. And they made a yeah. plug on in the movie that, you know, he's much shorter. And I was like... They get it. What's his name? I can't think of his name. All I can think of is Ike from Tombstone. But uh, that actor, he was the bad guy in uh, Avatar. No, uh, you're think you're getting those guys confused. That was so in Tombstone. You're thinking of Sam Elliott. And no, 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 Avatar, no, no, no. I'm talking about Ike that wanted to throw down. It's like law dog. Da 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 da. Oh, is that Ike? That's Ike from. Uh, I found this out from Avatar. He's just older. You know, like don't breathe. Fact. Uh, that actor. The same huh. dude. So the same hey, guy from hey, the Tombstone hey, movie, Ike, like, the one that was always talking crap and, and yeah, Ike Canton, whatever his yeah. name is. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that. Like I the same dude from Dark Avatar. I thought he would have been a fantastic Cable when I watched. I mean, you know, hot take. I'm not a big uh, Avatar fan. I thought that he would have been good because somebody did like showed him. They were like, "Hey, this is my fan cast," and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this dude looks bad, a man." That's interesting, though. But yeah, that's what that was. Everyone was kind of fan casting him to be Cable before this film came out. Stephen sure. Lang. I don't know if you can see him, but wait, wait. Yeah, he would have been a monster. It's just one of the things I thought he was cool. I was like, oh man, if he was Cable, sweet. But it's just like with uh, Dave Batista going to be Marcus Phoenix for Gears of War. I was like, perfect casting. Yeah, you know? it's just you got to have that look. You know what I'm saying? Have no complaints with Josh. Fantastic. I think he did it really well. Loved all of the Goonie references. Like, anything. <laughs> I watched Goonies probably a million times as a kid. 
There is a uh, section. It's when they're in the basement by the fireplace. Sean Aston says, don't do that, Josh, or something. Because, you know, that's his real name. And it was like, they left it in. You know, his name wasn't Josh. It was Bran in the movie. I love that it was kind of, it wasn't subtle, but it was subtle when Deadpool was like, zip it, Thanos. And then they, of course, One-Eye Willie. And then he had a chunk shirt on, like Hawaiian shirt. I definitely appreciated all of the little quips towards Goonies. Believe it or not, guys, I have never seen the Goonies. And I know that's awful. <laughs> I knew that was going to get a reaction wow. out of Dustin. <laughs> hey, I wow. feel like I don't know Dustin, but judging by all those movies, I feel like he's ashamed of you. He he probably is. He has <laughs> Hell yeah, man. so many movies. So many movies. <laughs> that hurts my soul. I, I don't know that I have. You might be the first person I know that has not seen the Goonies. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's just Tonight. one of those movies that I never saw. And I just never got around to watching it later in life but it's still uh, so good i'll watch it again and it's so good you need it to watch it up. i was gonna say because there's a lot of films that i never saw when i was younger but like like top gun for instance the first top gun but i went back and watched it like six seven years ago and i was really not impressed so it's not gonna be <laughs> i wasn't hey, i'm sorry hey, i'm right there with you i wasn't big on top gun i mean but i'm sure that if i would have watched that when i was a kid it would have been a different story you know what i'm saying just like some movies now, like Moonraker, I loved when I was a kid growing up. But I'm sure that if I tried to watch that now, it would be highly cheesy and just, you know what I'm saying? Like cringy in some parts. And it oh, yeah. just wouldn't be the same experience for me as opposed to me watching as a, as a kid. So some films like that, you know, they're just like that. You definitely hit it on the head. I think Dustin said it, it was like, you know, it, it holds up. It's very rare to see a movie, to see one of your childhood favorites. And then 20 years later, I think I see batteries not included above Dustin. And let me tell you something. Fantastic film. Very depressing. But you watch that movie and you're just like, oh my gosh, how did they make this movie? Hey, do you know what I'm talking about, Jonathan? Have you watched that I've, movie, I've Jonathan? That. Nope, okay, never seen it's okay. that. <laughs> it's uh, Aliens. <laughs> Goonies, for your homework tonight, watch it. I think that what Deadpool does so well is balancing the seriousness with the goofiness and in a way it's what grounds these films more so than a, I don't know, Thor love and thunder or an Ant-Man one, which movies, when I think of the first Ant-Man, it's still a good movie. Don't get me wrong. I still enjoy the film, but it's so silly to the point where it's almost like silly to a fault because they don't really know when to stop joking for a moment. But in these Deadpool films, you know, they always balance things out so nicely. The love interest is a really great way for them to balance uh, the goofiness out with. And, you know, they always have the serious stern character to Deadpool's character, like the Colossus and the Cable. Once again, they, they have that blueprint here for this film. I said that about the first one, but I think it does it really well. And I think that's kind of what grounds it a little bit more. It makes it not so much to take in when it comes to the goofiness and the humor. From the first one, I mean, they were it was hardcore about his love interests at the very beginning yeah. and then with the second one you're watching it, and then of course naturally spoiler alert she does die you know and then you're just like we watched that in theaters we're like i remember claire we watched it she was just like oh my gosh i don't know if i'm gonna like this movie later you know because she loved her so much and their relationship between them oh my gosh they had very good chemistry you know yeah and they went well with each other and of course Deadpool being like this is a family movie or he says family is a real F word. And it's like, it's classic. Touching back on the humor of these movies, it's not forced humor. 
if that makes sense. It just flows. Yes. Okay, like Thor Love and Thunder. All that humor is forced. <laughs> like it's literally forced upon us. We don't want it, right? That says a lot to Ryan Reynolds in his acting and the writing and things like that. And the love story in these Deadpool movies seems real. You know what yes. I mean? Like it, it's genuinely depressing and sad and happy and able to combine all those elements and, and, and do it well. Well, it's like when you uh, first meet Cable. Honestly, I didn't catch it the first time. But when his wife and daughter are dead on the ground, I really didn't notice it the first time. Like, I didn't notice there was two burnt skeletons, like, you know, bodies right there. I just thought that there was a burnt teddy bear. I thought they were, like, ash. But then watching the movie again, I was like, oh, my gosh, there's two dead bodies right here, you know? And I was like, golly, that's messed up. And that's why, like, at the end of the film, Deadpool's like, hey, what's up with the bear, you know? And then he's like... Uh, is is smeared with the blood of my dead daughter, and he's like, "Ah, okay." I, I feel <laughs> it is such now. an awkward moment. Dude. <laughs> he just tries to change the subject or something like talking about how he has high blood pressure. <laughs> it's like Dustin said. It's just it the, the flow of, of of the writing and every, it's just something that we just don't see too often because, and I think that's the difference between like why I love Deadpool so much is because with Marvel. They just try too hard to hit that. Like, well, nowadays, they just try to hit that. Oh, got to mm, force that laugh to get it out of you. Yeah. In some ways, in some films, yes. And, and dare I say, I hate to say this, but most of their films, yes, it does feel a lot more forced. And also something I've noticed, even in the Downey Jr. days, it seems like the actors never really take things super seriously. You know, it's it's like... They turn in a different type of performance. Have you guys ever gotten that from any think, modern or older MCU films? I think the reason why I like Infinity War so much is because it was actually kind of serious. It was about Thanos. And I mean, of course, Josh Brolin played Thanos, who was probably without a doubt my favorite villain because he was just a very strong actor for that position. With Thanos, I mean, there was no, there's no humor. He's a mad titan. There's nothing funny about him, about his mission, what he's trying to do. Infinity War was, without a doubt, it didn't have as many jokes, but when it did, it was just like, uh -huh, they're trying to make it. I mean, honestly, I don't even remember any jokes in that one. Y'all? Not really. Well, I mean, the Hulk and Banner kind of have a little oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. See, that's why I really like Civil War, because it also was, I mean, that, oh, that, that ending scene where, yeah. where Tony's like, he killed my mom. Yeah, I just like lose it, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, right, man, hurt your heart. That was a performance from RDJ in the MCU that was top notch in that film, and yes. also in the in the first Iron Man film. But it seems like somewhere along the way he got a little complacent. I'm not trying to talk crap about RDJ. I think he's a great actor, very talented, but he did, in my opinion, when we, when you get to movies like Age of Ultron, it feels like he's just kind of there for the paycheck sometimes he i think he was the main one making the jokes in infinity war but it made sense because he called uh what's his name old squidward he called him squidward and that was yeah. hilarious yeah. it seemed like okay we're getting like a couple little jokes because he's iron man it makes sense you know he's witty so he's gonna make he's he has to make some jabs at people other than that i mean gosh only think chris pratt had a whole lot to say i think dave uh batista is he was kind of like 
Was that the one who was like, I'm being very quiet, or was that a different one? That was a different one, I think. Maybe. Speaking of Chris Pratt, the though, Chris Pratt was fantastic in Infinity War with the dramatic side, too. You know, yes. like the whole interaction with Thanos had Grimora, and why didn't she go right or left or whatever And when he had to kill her? Um, yep. But um, I think that Infinity War is definitely, I would say it's one of my top favorites because it was yeah. actually more serious. It's um, in the top three for me, I think. I think it's number three for me. Just when you thought they couldn't top them, themselves in the fir- like with the first intro to the first Deadpool film, the intro to this movie, the way they do the 007 esque uh, uh-huh. Deadpool, like you know, bouncing the bullets off of his body, and <laughs> it is just so so thoughtful. You know, like you can really tell that not just the first Deadpool, but this Deadpool film, there was so much thought and effort and care and attention put into it. And a lot from Ryan Reynolds. I honestly feel like yes. we talked about this in the first uh, Deadpool review, but this is Ryan Reynolds' baby. I think that he really, truly cares about the character. That's why I'm so excited about the third Deadpool film. Well, didn't like in the comic, if if I'm wrong, please tell me, in the comic, like the Deadpool said, if he had somebody, an actor to play him, he'd want, want it to be Ryan Reynolds. I swear that I read that somewhere. Maybe. I might be lying. But that could be uh, a, a newer. He's but, got a few newer runs over the past three years. So yeah, that would. Ron just made so much sense. Like he's from Canada. I mean, gosh, you know. And then bleed the the maple syrup. Ron is just the the wittiness person I know as an actor goes. And he, I mean, he was mainly uh, funded a good bit of this, didn't he? He put a big big chunk of his one, money in it. The yeah. first one, yeah, there was some money put into it. Yeah, with Juggernaut, I found out he voiced him. Yeah, because they said they couldn't afford another actor or something. Wow. So so he said that he would do it and they just did some voice, you know, modulation or something. I didn't know that was the reason for that. I I read it this morning. I was like, no way. Because I try to be a little bit of a nerd and be like, fun facts about Deadpool. So this this second Deadpool film had a budget of 110, which I guess 110 million which I guess, Dustin, is a still a relatively lower budget for a modern blockbuster, right? Or, or is that pretty high? That's pretty up there. Uh, no, that's, I mean, that's becoming average. 100 to 200 million is, is for these bigger blockbusters, is becoming the average. See, that's what I thought. But then you hear so much people talking about Ant-Man, Quantumania had a budget that ballooned up to 400 million. And to me, I mean, I guess when you include marketing and everything... But to me, $400 million sounds like a crap ton of money. These studios, though, that man, they're seriously spending upwards of $100 million on marketing. No no joke. Yeah. Also, a Quantumania, it's 99% CGI. Yeah. <laughs> so that costs more money. The actors you have in it, not cheap to just grab Bill Murray. Or bring back a lot of these famous actors. Like, you know, you have Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. Well, this is also Paul Legends. Rudd's what, fifth outing as Ant-Man or sixth outing or something. So the more you do it, the more you can ask for. <laughs> so. Yeah. Wasn't Robert? No, not Robert. Yeah. Uh, or was it Hugh that had like uh, the most cameos or as on screen and had like the most money? Yeah, most. I think I think Hugh Jackman had the most appearances. Maybe that might have been recently broken by RDJ, but I think he was up to like seven or eight Hugh Jackman, which. He's going to be in Deadpool 3. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. I feel like Hugh Jackman was almost in every Fox X-Men movie. 
Because he even had the little cameo in first class. Yep. And he was, um, yep, Days of Future Past. Which was fantastic. He was also in uh, Apocalypse. He made a little cameo when he was in the Weapon X program and he had the thing yep. on his head. So, yeah, he was almost in every single one of those, with the exception of he wasn't in the Dark Phoenix or the Phoenix. Oh, yeah. uh, we, we don't have to count in, that um, one. <laughs> New Mutant, the Dark Phoenix, we don't talk about. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Speaking of like money, of course, Brad Pitt, I love me some Brad Pitt. He, uh, you know, made his short cameo in the movie. <laughs> As the Vanisher. And I found out he was supposed to play Cable. Really? But due to scheduling conflicts, he didn't do it. And they wanted him to come back for a cameo. And it was like, oh, yeah, I'll do it for a cup of coffee. And Ryan Reynolds has to bring it to me. Wow. That was it. I don't know that I would have liked Brad Pitt as Cable. I don't think I would have either. Honestly, as much as I love Brad Pitt and everything he's done, he just doesn't fit it. He does like maybe when in I'm I mean honestly maybe in his younger days, but I know Cable's come an older man. But I don't know. I just didn't see him as that because I've seen Josh as a you know gruff action person, and then with Brad when he plays an action guy, it's almost kind of comical. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't see him in that role. I don't see him in that serious. Yeah, I just don't see it. <laughs> The X-Men cameo was funny in the X-Mansion. That was pretty great. Because he was talking about that in the first film as well. Like, why do I only always see you two guys here? And they're just be able to afford it. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. But I mean, like, it's it's so funny how they threw that in there. I thought that was a very clever cameo to have. Even, uh, what's his name? What's the guy that plays the newer version of Beast? Nick Holt. Yeah. Yeah. Even Nicholas Holt was in there with full Beast makeup on and everything. That's... That was great. I love that. Xavier, was he in there? Was Professor X in there? I, I think McAvoy was in there. Okay, I'm I pretty remember. sure McAvoy was in there too. Yeah, and um, we saw Evan Peters as Quicksilver in there as well. I love him as Quicksilver. Yes, yes, easily the best version of Quicksilver that we've seen on the big screen. I've seen Deadpool Tool, the extended cut or whatever, unrated edition, whatever you want to call it, and the normal edition. Yeah, and honestly, I prefer the normal. They added some more stuff, which was great. But some stuff, they took away some of the lines he would say from the first one that were, to me, seemed a lot more uh, wittier. Hmm. Um, I think there was a, a spot in the bath scene, of course, which is hilarious because he's, you know, wiping his face. He's like, Scoutmaster Kevin? If I remember right, I don't think that was in there. And that was hilarious to me. I might be wrong, but I think they didn't include that part in the unrated version or the extended version whatever you want to call it something i noticed when i watched the regular i don't have i don't think i have the unrated but they took out the uh when deadpool at the end of the film went to go back in time to kill baby hitler yes that was part of the uh unrated version or whatever you want to call it okay but yeah that that, i guess I, i guess that imagery like i mean it's not like they show him killing a baby or anything but even if it is baby hitler that is still kind of like uh, <laughs> yeah those post-credit scenes are probably some of my favorite all-time post-credit scenes ever oh on film. Uh, the green lantern one yeah yes. that was that was fantastic and of course him like double triple quadruple tapping himself against you <laughs> you know wolverine he's like love you <laughs> yeah just think how all these people that were in the movie like terry cruz was in there you know x-force even mm-hmm. like domino i was very fascinated with her character because how is being lucky a superpower? 
Um, it's also not very cinematic. <laughs> it did yeah. worse. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm just like, you know, that's kind of the joke that Ryan Reynolds made in the film. But yeah, it was it was great, man. X-Force was hilarious. You know, the fact that they really had you as an audience member thinking that, you know, this whole team was getting built up. Even Peter and Zeitgeist and Shatterstar, you know, Shatterstar is a pretty big name character from the comics. And the fact that they brought all these actors in just to kill them off and (laughs) And Brad Pitt as the Vanisher was the cherry on top at the end. I mean, it was just that so whole scene thing, was just so great. I think the shock factor was very strong in this yeah. movie compared to the first one. Just like with uh, Juggernaut when he's just like oh, Juggernaut, and you know he's like you coming at me with uh, malicious intent or something. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just I'm gonna rip you in half now, and it's like, and then he does. Happened? That was he actually movie. does. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of oh my gosh in this movie even other R-rated superhero films that you would just never see, you know, anything else other than Deadpool. And that's something that's really cool about it. It works. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this, this character and these movies have left their mark for sure. On as far as superhero movie films go, I just cannot wait to see what they're going to do. Like under the MCU banner with Hugh Jackman coming back to play Wolverine, something I never thought I would say something I never thought I would see. And it's happening, and it's just going to be the absolute most hilarious thing ever because that's something else. We talked about that earlier. You know, he always has that super serious person to play off of. You just know that Hugh Jackman and seeing that pairing is just going to be gold. I think I have the most expectations, like the highest of expectations for this movie. And I don't have that very often because I'm just so desensitized to Marvel and DC, any comic book movie now. So I've, I, that one's pretty high up on the bar for me. So if oh, yeah. Hugh Jackman doesn't like rip him apart the first time he sees him, I'm gonna be very disappointed. Just like just shred him into pieces. Yeah, that's something the guys on the last episode mentioned. They they want to see you know Hugh Jackman just hunting <laughs> Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool for the first 15 minutes of the film. Yeah, it's it's gonna be hilarious to see what they do with that. And, and that's something that's really interesting to me too. This is a Disney film. And it's going to be rated R. And it's a part yes. of the MCU. That's that's pretty crazy to me. Because, I mean, it was very serious when uh, Logan, when that because that was rated R, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't a part of the MCU. You know, the, the yeah, five yeah. X-Men. Still, to be, you know, of course, Deadpool. When Deadpool came out, it wasn't R, the first one. I think it was PG-13. It was. No, was it was R. R. Yeah. It was okay, R. Well, maybe I'm, I'm getting it. I'm, for some reason, I thought they had a PG-13 version. I don't know. They did. Um, they did. Yeah, they re-released it in theaters, right, Dustin? Yeah, with a PG- Yeah, they brought in Fred Savage. They did all that, yeah. Yes. See, okay, I thought they had a PG-13 version of it, but which would be stupid because it's Deadpool. How you can't you can't do that. Merc with the mouth. It was a very big deal for Hugh to get a R-rated movie because I think he won one for a long time. And he just couldn't, couldn't get it. Logan was a masterpiece to me i can i think i've only seen it like twice or three times i was like i don't think i can watch this movie again because i just get sad even like depressed when i watch it even in moments where you're not really supposed to cry maybe it's because i'm sad maybe it's because i have a daughter now but like that moment where laura comes out you know and she is such a little bad egg that actress did such a good job she was so young you know when they filmed that but that moment when she comes out of there and just wrecks those guys, that is so cool. And seeing her and Logan fight together, yeah, I love that film. 
I think it's hilarious how there's so many Hugh Jackman references already in the first two Deadpool films. This film literally starts out with him <laughs> pressing the stick. <laughs> like a little jab to our hearts because, you know, everybody watched Logan and loved that movie. It, it is literally like, that's one thing that I, I will take my hat off to Marvel and Kevin Feige. For lack of a better term, they always have their finger on the pulse of the nerds and the comic book movie lovers. They know what we want to see. They knew that we would love to see Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland all in the same film together. And they know that this is something that we never got, that we never quite got for whatever reason, but it's something that we're all going to love so much. Hugh Jackman didn't want to come. He didn't want to do it. Really? Yeah, because he was supposed to be in Deadpool too. He didn't want to do it. The only reason we're getting him is because of Patrick Stewart. Interesting. Only reason we got him. That invitation was thrown out there to to Hugh Jackman from Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool 2. Yeah. Well, that's something else you have to consider, that Deadpool 2 came out after Logan, and maybe at that point he didn't want you know to harm the legacy of Logan and Wolverine because he had already died, right? That's probably what the reason was. So, oh, yeah. So hmm. for, for Hugh, Logan was supposed to be the it for Patrick Stewart and for Hugh Jackman. They were done. That was it. But then Patrick came back and did Doctor Strange. Yeah. And apparently Patrick Stewart's going to be in Deadpool 3. So that was like, Hugh was like, all right, I'll come back. And see, that's what makes it so hard. Because in Deadpool 1, hit the nail on the head. You're like, what what universe is this? Is this Stewart or McAvoy? <laughs> yeah. It's just how they're going to do it, you know? That I can just hear Patrick Stewart talking to Hugh Jackman in real life in that accent that he, he plays Charles with. Logan, you have to understand that <laughs> this is not the same version of Wolverine. You know, this is a whole different variant of Wolverine. You're not going to be harming the legacy of this character. I can just. Well, well, also, apparently, Ryan told Hugh that Deadpool 3 happens before Logan, so it won't do anything to mess that up. Okay. Also, I got to say this. I swear to everything, if I have to watch Patrick Stewart die again, I'm going to lose my stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's already died at least two times, maybe three. Dude, he's died like four or five times. That's right. He got, he got his neck broken by Wanda. He, he and, died in, in X3. He died in Logan. He died in um, in Doctor Strange. Didn't he die in Future Past? The Days of Future probably. Past, too? Well, so, that was like, probably an alternate timeline, but yeah, you're right, I think. So he... He died four times on screen. We, I mean, we keep watching this man die. Poor guy. But he's so good. Such a great actor. Yeah. yeah. It always gets you, too, when he dies. Oh, man. Oh. Especially um, when he dies in Logan. Oh, my gosh. The way they did that. Oh. That was well, rough. Yeah, because the death in Doctor Strange was just like. Yeah. It was, it was whatever. You know, like. What's happening? He got his <laughs> neck broke. Okay, cool. Uh, man, just seeing Mr. Fantastic, how he died, I was just like. Why am I seeing this? This is not right. <laughs> what about uh, Black Bolt? Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, that came in. Like, that was which, for a PG thirteen Marvel movie. That was pretty. That was intense. intense. It was pretty yeah. brutal. And gosh, Captain uh, America, or I guess she's not Captain America. I'm sorry, Carter. Uh, Captain, Captain Carter. Carter. Her getting split in half. They don't show it, but you're, it's pretty obvious what happened. I think with Marvel, they have a hard time trying to get away with that kind of stuff than like uh fox century does for some reason with x-men when someone died and it could be like a lot more a lot more intense feeling 
than it did with just a Marvel person dying. They probably and, have more policies in place, I would imagine. Yeah. Since it is technically yeah. Disney, right, Dustin? Exactly. MCU? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, MCU is Disney. Yeah. So MCU is going to want to target as much as possible towards kids. And, and, and then they want kids to be able to watch their films. Whereas with Fox, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't care as much. As long as they got that barely PG 13 rating, they were good. Think about this. Yeah. Not one single X Men movie in the Fox universe. It's for kids. Yeah, no. all so super serious. And I watched yeah. it as a kid. <laughs> right, me too. How awesome was that fight between Juggernaut and Colossus at the end? That was cool. It was fantastic. Man. Probably one of the best uh, CGI fights to me. Ever. I don't know. It's just the way the world goes and everything is CGI. And you're just kind of like, I can't see anything. I don't know what's going on. It's too dark. You saw everything and it was awesome. I love them. It almost looked like watching a uh, wrestling match. It was pretty epic, for sure. And I didn't know, because, I mean, I watch these movies. I'm not really big into comic books and all the lore and stuff. I'll look it up and stuff and, and things like that. But when I found out, like, listening, Juggernaut was like, yeah, I wear this helmet because of my brother. He can't read my mind. And I'm just yeah. like, wait, wait, is he talking about Professor X? Like, what's yep. what's going on here? I didn't know that. I watched that movie how many years ago? I was, I'm a grown man. I'm not a kid. Yeah, that was a cool little reference. They did a lot of a lot of stuff in here to try and fix the timeline, but that Fox timeline was doomed before it began. <laughs> so many inconsistencies, and they they got to a point where they just didn't care about continuity and things like that. But but there's still some good films that came from it. I think overall, Days of Future Past comes to mind. But if you had to rate this film on a scale from zero to ten, zero being awful, unwatchable in every way possible, ten being perfect. Where would you have it? I'd give it about an eight. It's not a perfect film, but it's highly enjoyable. Um, it flows. Uh, the action sequences and the CGI are fantastic. Yeah, I'd give it an eight. I would say uh, an 8.5. And I would give, me personally, I like it more than Deadpool 1. I know that's usually kind of a, like, Ooh. whoa, I like Deadpool 1 more than 2. But I actually enjoy 2 more because, like I said, there's a lot more fun, it seemed like. 1 was definitely... It kind of seemed a little bit more serious. I don't know. But uh, I would say Deadpool 1 is an 8, but Deadpool 2 is like 8.5. Interesting. You know, there are some sequels that I'm like that with. I think it's less common than usual. But this film, you know, and maybe I might reevaluate where I have it ranked on the list currently, but it's currently my 22nd favorite comic book movie of all time. It's right underneath the first Wonder Woman. I have it at a 7.5. And I think that, wait, you wait, know... Wait, wait. You like Wonder Woman more than that one? The first Wonder Woman, yeah. I, I think it's it's a toss-up. It's close, but yeah, that first How Wonder dare Woman, you? That first Wonder Woman's actually pretty fantastic. It is. I mean, you know, it's... it's uh, How dare you? I, I will say I do have some gripe, gripes with the first Wonder Woman film, but at the end of the day, even, even my tens, I have a few gripes here and there. That's what we do, right, Dustin? We critique films. <laughs> Yeah. Every movie I watch is a 10, so F you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you guys joining me for this discussion. Guys at home, make sure you check us out. TikTok, Instagram, at Real Comic Book Cinema. Check out Nerdy Dustin. Dustin, tell us where we can find you on the other socials. Uh, you can find me on YouTube with Geek Pulse, uh, and you can find me on TikTok with Movies with Nerdy Dustin 2.0. Guys, until next time, have a great day.